Hi, welcome to the Zone podcast. I'm Liam Ford. And I'm Paula Benetton. And today's guest is Bleta Jashari, speaking directly from her garage in Auckland, New Zealand. And she takes us on a very interesting journey through her career, starting early career in the insurance world and how today she's a leader in the tech industry and the importance of, you know, moving from that good old grind into actually creating healthy boundaries and the ability to say no in the workplace so you can actually have flow. Yeah, I think the real journey for me is, you know, how things have changed and how people today, you know, high potential talent today is looking for something very, very different. And for any leaders listening to this podcast, it's just really emphasizes how much things have changed and what people are looking for now. And it's very different. So it's it's like really stay tuned. It's very interesting. As a millennial, I couldn't agree more. So get your cup of coffee or go for your walk and listen to her words because they're really important. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome, and it's Liam Ford here from The Zone, and my fantastic guest today is Bletta. So, Bletta, you're in a really, <laughs> I hope I said your name right, how was that? That was good? Very, very good. Very good. Fantastic. And I, I sort of noticed you're in an interesting background, you're in an interesting location. Tell me a, bit, a little bit about that. Yeah, so COVID has brought me to working in my garage, which is fantastic <laughs> because midway through my meetings, I can take a break and do my laundry, which is just there in the corner, or do some ironing. I have my iron board down there, so that's just fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, I've got, a, I've got a good desk here. My setup's pretty good, so we, we roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's great. That's great. And I can actually see the, uh, the trash can or the garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that just in case you it's something you don't like it's like the the old apple garbage can yeah. you just like throw it in there Pretty yeah much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and we were having such a great chat talking about you know putting things in the trash just about some of the experiences you had when you when you started the work or the grind and so yeah tell us about that like what was What's that got to do with your garage and your trash can? <laughs> yeah. I started out uh, very early in life in my corporate path. I initially started out in the insurance industry, which is an aging, it's an aging industry in itself. But um, so I was 18 and I think I got promoted an odd three, four times in a year. It was very, very quick. So I found myself in quite a lot of interesting predicaments. <laughs> I think what I struggled with the most earlier on in my career was managing the expectations of people who um, were a lot more seasoned than I was and sort of figuring out where that aligns with my beliefs and you know whether I even feel comfortable performing in that way. I think a main example is just really the ways of working have changed so much, obviously, you know, over the years. And when you're in a situation, when you're working with people maybe, you know, uh, 20, 30 years older than you, um, there's mm -hmm. a certain expectation that you come in at eight 
and you don't leave at five. You don't leave when we do. No, no way. You wait until the office cleaners <laughs> come in. You wait until you can hear a pin drop. Then you leave. And if you're not the last to leave, then you haven't you haven't done your rounds. You know, you haven't put in the work. You you know, you haven't gone through that. I guess that camaraderie of being um, the the newbie or or the intern. Um, mm. <laughs> which is, wow. I get it. You know, I definitely get it. Um, but it gets to a point where I think even later on in life, you know, I left that job and was pursuing other things in my career sort of within the same realm. But I think that um, it's a funny thing because any new job you're in, if you're relatively young and new to the industry, people will expect a certain level of work ethic from you, what they perceive as a work ethic. And mm. I think that there's a fundamental gap in understanding that, you know, one person, their productive spurt may be working 70 hours in one week and really grinding it out. But another person's productive spurt may be, you know, working like maybe five to six, five to seven, and having a really good crack at their work then and sort of cruising and then giving it another crack. And everyone's so different. And I think that the sort of one size fits all approach to, hey, come in at eight, leave at the leave last and do all this, you know, really grindy type of work. It just doesn't work for everyone. And mm. um, we lose motivation. We lose interest. When we lose motivation and interest, that's when we stop caring about our work. And if we stop caring about our work, then we're all in trouble. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I'm in a situation now where even though I'm a lot more seasoned, I'm still seeing very similar patterns. And, you know, when we get grads through or new interns, and it's really sad and it really concerns me because they're wearing their burnout like a badge, you know? Wow. It's almost something that they're, they're very proud of oh my goodness, I had to skip lunch today because, oh, I just had this client call me and so-and-so-and-so. And it's almost like, you know, they're expecting a, a, a pat on the back for that. And that's just so wrong. But oftentimes mm. that is what they get. They get that recognition like, oh, this person is working so hard. But to me, that's that's not impressive at all. I would be far more impressed if someone said, hey, you know, this client was bugging me outside of office hours. I put my foot down. I had to eat my food because, you know, I have to look after myself. That to me is impressive. That's very, very impressive because not many people have learned those healthy boundaries yet. And I don't think we're passing that on enough. Wow, that's that's really interesting. And so and so what have you seen as the result of like this grinding, grinding, grinding and trying to create this status of uh, I'm a hard worker? What what have you seen in your life that happens or what have you experienced even? It's funny because I feel like the more we get into that grind, almost rat race type of living, we lose passion towards things that we normally would enjoy. Mm. And work is a primary example of that. You know, you, you're stuck trying to do so many different things at once and just trying to constantly outperform what you did the day before. You know, just always trying to be ahead that you just don't enjoy what you do anymore. You know, it's, I understand it's work, but you should have a level of leisure in what you do because it's, it's passion, essentially. If, and if you're not, if you're working a job that you're not passionate about, don't do it anyway. 
But I mean, right. I'd like to think that most of us were at work, not just for the paycheck, we're at work because we love what we do, right? But mm. when that becomes mundane and there's like a tyrannical type of leadership that makes us feel like we have to constantly be this person that performs up here, it's quite dehumanizing, right? Because right. we're not a machine, right? We can't always be this person that performs up here. And it's incredibly unfair to expect that of people. And um, I've seen so much productivity guilt and more people come through that, you know, require EAP more. They have severe anxiety, work-related anxiety. And it's concerning because these are young people who should be enjoying their lives. They don't, they don't need to feel that way. Mm. It's not right. It's not right at all. But yeah, I think it'll be quite a long time before that actual shift happens in, in leadership. And I see a lot of effort, you know, these days, you know, people are placing a lot more emphasis on mental health in the workplace, and that's fantastic. But it's almost a systemic thing, right? Especially in the larger corporations. And it'll take a while for that thinking to start to wash out and that new, more wholesome that holistic approach of working once that we start bringing that and more i feel like that's when we'll get the most out of our people yeah it's it's um it's interesting because even from a self-development point of view the grads you know that come in or the new people we come in the interns we get they you gotta question and say you know if we're putting them through this type of work strain with very limited training and we're just saying go on and do this you're smart enough think about what am i actually providing that person long term when they leave this business do they know what they want in life do they know who they want to be what they're passionate about what they're good at do they know that or do they just know how to do what they've been told right that's not very valuable great great question great question so it's almost like we come back to the the garage analogy so are you a bit of a a fix it <laughs> mechanic of this whole it sounds like you so you so believe in it that you you almost wanted to lean in how do you lean in and, and try and put this right because it's as you say it seems like it's endemic in some cases it, it can feel that way to be honest and it's those those are the cases where it's very very hard to feel like you're making a change sometimes and you know i am only one person but i do feel like if you can just reach someone, that one person at a time mm. and just let them know, hey, you don't need to do this. Take it from someone that said no many times in their career to people and has still made it somewhere. You don't need to always say yes. You don't always need to sacrifice on your personal boundaries just to get somewhere because you feel that's how it should be done. If you're not feeling well, say so. You know, If you can't do something by a certain time, say so question things that's what we're here to do we're here to encourage you to learn and figure out what type of leader what type of person you want to be i'm not here to have you recycle my thinking i don't want a me parrot you know i want something better than that so i really try my best to you know even if it's it's been a bit hard to be fair during covid but you know, I managed to keep in touch with my team through things like virtual coffee catch-ups and we do a lot of quizzes and, you know, just uh -huh. trying to reach everyone. But definitely it, it is a struggle, especially when it's a generally accepted way of thinking for so long. It's a hard thing mm. to shake. But 
yeah, I think that we're taking the right steps to get there. Yeah. And so do you lean into any other bigger projects around trying to make sure that the new way of working, you know, the old ways washing out and the new ways washing in? Is there anything that you, you're passionate about at work or outside of work that yep, definitely. pulls that through? So we actually, we have a um, partnership with a few tech vendors where we, the traditional method of bringing people into the business would be through a graduate program. And that can be very hard. I can tell you now, if I did not come in laterally to the business, I would not be smart enough to come on as a graduate. My grades were horrible. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> what this program does is it gives people who maybe aren't from the most typical backgrounds a shot to come in through the business, get certain accreditations through either we have a partnership with Microsoft, uh, get okay. some Microsoft accreditations, and then you know they have something under their belt that they can then take and run with. So we're kind of moving towards bringing them on as functional consultants. And that's something that I'm really passionate about. We have all sorts of different backgrounds that come on through the program. We have, we've had astrophysicists. Wow. Yeah, we've had, the, we've had airline hostesses. We've had, oh my goodness, what have we had? We've had um, actors. Wow. That's... We've had entrepreneurs. Diverse. Goodness, super wow. diverse, super diverse. And it's all about just, you know, I think that there's this another type of thinking that we should probably try to get away from. I think that there's many different types of intellect mm. and we don't often pay enough attention to the non-traditional types of intellect as we should. You know, things like even emotional intelligence that is very rare to find, <laughs> very, very <laughs> rare to find. And, you know, uh, alternate types of skill sets, which could still benefit tech the tech industry, right? So it's not always about what you have necessarily on paper, how much you fit a mold. For me and the program, a lot of it is about breaking that mold and looking right. at people at their very core. Like, who are you as a person? Are you, do you have passion? Are you enthusiastic? Are you innately curious? Then you'll do well in tech because you almost need to have like a childlike curiosity about you to work in such a well-versed industry where things are changing so quickly. And sometimes it feels like, well, we have electric cars now and we have all of these things. What could we possibly innovate, right? But if you don't have that childlike curiosity, that is constantly asking why, 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 then yeah, we won't. But we need that type of thinking. So passion becomes very important. Right. So it, it's like really, really, really important to have that that curiosity, even in, at, at no matter what age, I'm guessing, right? So Absolutely. Yeah. And then so for you, I mean, we've been chatting for a while, a little bit about, I mean, I don't even know what you do. So <laughs> what do you actually do? Because <laughs> this is not really about what you do, but I'm now, now I'm so interested to go, wow, what, what do you do? <laughs> um, so um, I'm a technology consultant. Okay. So I work on tech and business strategy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't, sometimes it'll be a massive 
tech transformation for a company, something really large scale, like an end-to-end, you know, change management type of situation. And other times uh, I may just have a client that, you know, wants a new CRM. Okay, we'll do that as well. You know, it's very, very broad. We get all sorts of different types of work in. Mm. And then, yeah, so prior to that, I was an emerging tech working as a lead business analyst. So that was quite niche. It was an insure tech and fintech type of firm. Okay. So that is usually my, my happy space. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, because I was saying before we started that, you know, Apple and IBM were started in the garage. So it sounds like you've found your space in the garage and, you, <laughs> and you're building exactly. from there, right? 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, what sort of people do you want to get in touch with you? I mean, you know, the floor is yours. Who would you love to get in touch with you if they're listening and they're really interested? What sort of people do you want to get in touch with you and how do they get in touch with you? So Yeah, absolutely. I think that one of my main focuses right now is encouraging more women, young women to join tech. It can be Mm. incredibly daunting because it it, it is quite a male dominated industry at the moment. And I feel like we, there is no time like the present to really support each other and give each other that, that network. You don't necessarily have to know you know, specifically what you want. I think I really just want to be there for curious women or, you know, people who are not sure exactly if that's something they want to get into, but just want to have a chat about it. Like I'm here and I will help you through that. And I just want to let you know, you know, my perspective on things is that you don't always need to 100% know you can do something to be successful in that thing. You just need to want it enough. And if you want it enough, then no matter if the odds are not in your favor, you'll you'll make it happen and you'll try your best. So I just want to make that happen. So if you're a a young woman, entrepreneurial, interested in tech and want to work out of your garage. (laughs) (laughs) Let me know. Let me know. So how how do people get in touch with you? They can get in touch with me on my LinkedIn. That's probably where I'm the most active. Okay. And we post a lot of contact about our partnerships that we have with um, companies by the likes of, you know, Girl Boss and things like that. So we're always posting relevant opportunities in that area. Great. So what's your LinkedIn? Can you spell it out? Because uh, you've got a really interesting Absolutely. name. Because it, it's from, where is it? Did you say it was from Kosovo. Kosovo? Ah, okay. How do you say it and how do you spell it out so that people can get it from the podcast? Spelling it out would be B L E. T-A-A, and my last name is J-A-S-H-A-R-I-I on LinkedIn, and that's pronounced Bieta Jashari. Oh, beautiful. Well, hey, thanks very much for chatting. And if, and if you wanted to leave the listeners with one thing, one takeaway, one tool out of your garage, what would it be? What would it be? You know what? I would say... Consider failure as the baseline in everything that you do and you will regret every single shot in life that you don't take. Mm. Don't be afraid of failure. Just go for it. Go for it before it's too late. Just do it. Do it. Don't think twice. Just go for it. Fantastic. Oh, well, that's been, it's been such an interesting <laughs> such an interesting conversation. It's been really cool. And we started off in the garage and we went <laughs> we went right the way through to high tech and Microsoft. But, I mean I, I I just love that you're you're in the garage and you you're just doing it. Like you say, you're not gonna let anything get in the way. Even if you have to work out of the garage, that's okay. 
That's so okay. <laughs> that's beautiful. So let's uh, bring it to a close. Thank you very much. And we'll let the audience uh, know that you're here. Awesome. Thanks so much, Liam. Hey, Liam, that was a really interesting conversation. Yeah, amazing, huh? Yeah, I really loved how she really stands in role models, you know, like this ability to create healthy boundaries, to say no, and how important it is to bring curiosity to a fast-changing world and be able to use and value different types of intellect. Yeah, and like it's amazing diversity of the people that they're bringing into the tech industry and how she's a real tech leader, not just in leading people, but in terms of pushing, pushing the ideas about these new ways of working, which is so, so, so important, you know, if we want to create real well workplaces, you know, where people are well and they're not, they're not burning out and there's no... What does she call it? The the burnout badge? <laughs> yeah, it was it was amazing. So I really loved yeah. chatting to, to, to Blair. So Yeah. And I love that she left her, you know, door open for any young woman uh, that is really interested in working the tech world to get in touch with her. Yeah, that's the spirit which she comes from that, as you said, that curiosity and that openness. And of course, um, so if you want to get hold of Blair, Get in touch with her on her LinkedIn. She spelled it out, so I, I don't need to do that. And yeah, so and if you want to get in touch with us, you can also find us on LinkedIn, The Zone Global, Paula Benetton, Liam Ford, the only two of our name who worked at The Zone on LinkedIn. <laughs> and uh, you can always go to our website, thezone.co. Yeah, great. Hey, thanks, and thanks for listening again, and tune in soon. Ciao for now.